You're listening to Video Vila Podcast, episode 25, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, written and directed by John Hughes. So, in lieu of Thanksgiving, or belated Thanksgiving. A little Thanksgiving leftovers, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) We decided to do Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which, like every other movie, is Logan's favorite. (laughs) Um, By... The absolute lovable John Hughes. Oh, yeah. I mean, how could you not love that guy? Planes, trains, and automobiles is, we're just going to get out of the way. It is a phenomenal movie. It is a fantastic, heartwarming film. It is hilarious. It has got comedy geniuses as Steve Martin and my beloved favorite of all time, John Candy. Um, John Candy is that person. If you were to say anyone from film history, if you could bring them back and have a conversation with like a dinner with them, yeah. my person is um, John Candy. Yeah. Uh, that was the, the one person I would like to, I would like to sit down and have dinner with and just, just talk to him. I mean, he. See, there's like no one for that for me. Well, that's, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm being very isolated. I mean, like, you know, in movies, like I, mm-hmm. you know, very, I'm being very specific with it. Like, so I, I know there's like certain people that are like, you know, really into, I mean, musicians and stuff like that. So like, you know, they might have a musician in mind that you would want to speak to that's no yeah. longer with us. For me, it's always movies. Um, you have a fuzz on your face. That fuzz on my face? Yeah, on the side. It's still I, there. Where's it at? On the side. There you go. Okay, got it. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, he would be that person because the thing is, is you look all throughout the internet and stuff, all you find is nothing but lovable, amazing stories of how sweet and kind he was and generous oh, yeah. he was. Um, and this movie is just... Isn't it like the same thing with Chris Farley? Didn't people really, really love yeah, Chris yeah. Farley? Yeah, yeah. Chris Farley had some demons with his drug use and well, stuff yeah. like that. Um, but, I mean, same, yeah, Chris Farley and John Candy, you'd put them in. Like, too, yeah. too gone too soon. Yeah. And, I mean, and they were both very— How did John Candy even die? I actually don't know, to be honest. I mean, mm. he was a very overweight man, so I'm assuming it had to do something with his heart. Mm. I mean, but like— There's a country singer that every time Logan plays, uh, she's a very large woman. He always— No, not the country. You know it is. It's not a country singer. What is she saying? Mama Cass. Yeah, I can't think of her name. All I can think about is the fact that every time we play her, you're like, you know, she died eating a chicken wing. Something like that. And mind you, I've never actually, okay, I'm sorry <laughs> if that was just all I was, I've never actually researched that, but my dad always told me that. And it's very well known she died eating like a piece of chicken or something. Something, she choked on something, that's how she died. Um, and, you know, if I am wrong, I will put it here. But I don't think I'm going to have to put it there this time. She did choke on something. I ended up Googling it eventually because yeah. I just was curious. And it was something. Yeah. I forget what. Oh, she had a beautiful, beautiful voice. I mean, yeah. best part of the mamas and the papas. Hands down. Best part. Yeah. Um, but anywho. Anywho, yeah. Back <laughs> to the movie at hand. Um, uh, and, you know, this is our first year. So we actually hit our first anniversary mark of mm-hmm. doing the podcast. And, you know, there's certain. Wow. Yeah, there's certain movies that you know like I'm saving out on and stuff like that like you don't want to go through all the best or your favorite movies right off the bat you want to savor those flavors I mean there's tons to go through because every single one is your favorite <laughs> so we have another several years worth of Logan's favorite movies the first several episodes this is my absolute favorite this is my I'm absolute sure you favorite. could probably clip it and put all this this is my favorite this movie's fantastic I mean I have a yeah very limited very limited vocabulary but whatever I like this movie and I like to you do really really like John candy I will say that that is something through and through that yeah we've you, already talked about Uncle Buck as I told y'all Uncle Buck's like literally one of my favorite films if yeah not the, my favorite film uh and trains planes and automobiles is right up there it's it's a John Hughes classic you know this movie is just it's great and another thing that I am a big fan of because I love this movie so much I love due date. The I, uh the like reimagining, retelling of planes, trains, automobiles. Mm-hmm. The concept is the same. Obviously the story's different, but the concept is the same. Yeah. And I love due date. And I think that is another comedy duo that's perfect. Zach Galifianakis and Robert Downey Jr. I mean, yeah. if you couldn't find the most like I don't know, it's it would that's 
pitch perfect casting, 100%. And that movie hits all the same high notes and low notes as uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And I think it's a great movie. I I, I love, lo- I remember watching that in theaters and just being in love with it. Um, and what's weird is not really, no one really talk about it. Yes, it is kind of a remake, but no one really talks about how re- actually really good that movie was. And this, there's scenes in that movie that are, you know, it, it's, it sucks because Todd Phillips, he has some good movies, but the thing is his, some of his better movies, they're just, it just seems like they're ripoffs of other movies. Oh complete, yeah. You know, Spin-offs. Like, you know, like, unfortunately, like, I know I'm getting on tangent. I'll, I'll reel it in, but like the Joker is like literally the king of comedy. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's just um, it's just a different ter- take on the Mark Scorsese film. Yeah. Um, and Due Date is one of, my, one of my favorite films he's ever done. I think that's one of, like, I don't care for the Hangover films. Really don't care for them at all. I don't really think they're funny. Um, I still love Zach Valifanakis, but I just think they're just, I don't know. It's, they, I don't know. I never, I didn't really like them when they came out. Mm-hmm. So it's not like later in the years, I'm like, you know what? I don't really like this after a while you're watching it. I mean, we didn't really like it when they came out. Um, but, um, unfortunately, like, uh, that's one of my favorite films he's ever done. And unfortunately it's because like, it's pretty much just playing trains and automobiles. Yeah. Yes. There's some original concept there, but I think the, the heart of it is the, still the same movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, uh, it is unfortunate that like, you know, John Candy passed and there was never a, a follow up to this film. Cause you could have continued the storyline in some sort of way after we find out what the ending was and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but yes, this movie is fantastic, and I know you liked it a lot. Yes, I do really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. So this is one. You know, obviously, you can't think Thanksgiving without planes, trains, and automobiles. I um, could. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so few Thanksgiving movies out there. I think there's. Home I didn't even know it was a Thanksgiving movie. Well, there's so. Home for the Holidays. I think that's Thanksgiving. That's got Robert Downey Jr. in it too. Um, that's all I can really there's think Thanksgiving. of. Thanksgiving. Yes. If anyone yes. Caught that, yes. Which was great. Did. Great. If you're following on the channel, what's God, I was bringing it up during our death proof review and me and my buddy Rob came, watched it with me and it was great. It was fantastic. I have no regrets. It was everything. Yes. Becca did not want to go see it and she No, would not I will go not go see it. Yes. That's very clear. Yes. Yes. And then if I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it. That is very true. This time I didn't Photoshop you inside I'm too, the theater yeah. with us. <laughs> I'm too grown to do things I don't want to do. <laughs> But anywho, um, that movie was great. Um, uh, but yes. Uh, so what were you, were, is, are there any uh, parts of the movie that really stuck out to you that, that you really liked a lot about it? I mean, not really. I mean, I think like the um, the motel scene is kind of funny where he's like, well, I've got, you know, $3 and a Casio. <laughs> yeah. And that's just funny because he's trying to sell his like his budget items, yeah. quote unquote. Yeah. Um, I was in, actually going to buy a Casio. To, yeah, in comparison to Neil's like actual good bargain. Um, I had it in my Amazon cart to buy and wear it for the episode, um, but I was like, yeah. Hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, I also in that same scene, he is sitting in his car and he's like talking to his wife about how like he is a fool and he is so like talking to himself. Yeah. Well, kind of to his wife. He's like, you're right. Um, I mean, talking to himself, but but yeah, to yeah, the yeah, spirit I get you, I get you, of his yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah. And that kind of insinuates some stuff that you'll find in the end. Um, and I found that to be like really heartfelt because he's sitting out there. He's going to tough it out. But he's also saying like, you know, I, I, I'm right. I, you know, I am a bother. And even though I don't think he is a bother at all throughout the whole entire thing, Neil just sucks. Well, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, uh, it's all in water. You know, yeah. these characters just don't mix well. Yeah. And it is classic John Hughes writing. It's, it, I don't know. He but knows I was saying that was write. really heartfelt because he's left out there and he's talking to himself and talking, you know, to his, his wife spirit wise. Um, so that was a very heartfelt scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then also, in general, <laughs> on the plane where he's just like, yeah, just poke me in the chops when you want me to stop talking. And he's just jabbering on and on <laughs> that because that's Logan. Oh. Yes. <laughs> well, hold on a second. Okay. With that being said. I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> with that being said. Okay. I get it. Yes. Dell Del is me. 
Unfortunately, uh, Dell is me, and uh, and and but, he is Dell. <laughs> now that we covered those bases, but, but in the minimum vocabulary. But I, the the one thing I will say about this though is I remember. Uh, so my friend Rob that I went to go see Thanksgiving with, um, I've known Rob for 13 years now, and uh, he was the first friend I made, I made when I like moved up to Maryland. And um, uh, one after Rob got to know me. He, that's one thing he said, no, Rob, mind you, if you know Rob, he, well, not like, none of y'all know Rob, but anyway. Yeah, he, <laughs> besides Rob, if you're watching. <laughs> He'll watch this. Uh, but um, anyway. Uh, He'll he, watch it because he knows he's in it and Rob, <laughs> don't lie. But uh, he, um, um, he has, he doesn't watch a lot of movies and so forth. But yeah. I, one thing is after he got to know me, he's like, you know what? You're, you're, you remind me of uh, Dell Griffith. And he, but he said, he goes, he goes, he's like, you, what you see is what you get. You don't put on any kind of show. Yeah. You are the true character and you don't portray anything else but mm-hmm. you. And I was like, you know, that's like the nicest compliment someone's ever gave me. That's also what Dell said about himself. What? He's like, what you see is what you get. That's yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. why, that's why he said that. He said, well, that's, that, that was very me. intuitive. Rob. Yeah. It was very sweet. I was like, I was like the nicest compliment. I mean, not- but yeah, you don't, you don't shut up. That, well, yes, yes, I'm also that part. Yes, I don't shut up. Yeah, love you to death, but I am a chatty. Uh, you can doll. also tell Logan, like, <laughs> I just really want some quiet time, and like, you can feel him bursting at the seams to continue talking, and to combat that, I am not the nicest creature on this planet, um, and more often than not, I'm like Logan. I literally just told you to please be quiet, <laughs> and you're still talking to me. He has a lot to say. <laughs> well, you know what? It's time. And nothing to- at the same time. <laughs> time flies when you're having fun. I you mean when you're talking? <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to think it of something. It doesn't for to- me. <laughs> I was trying to think of something to say back. So, But yes, Logan is very much like Dell. And I feel like I'm kind of like Neil where I'm just like, you don't ever stop. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty true. Yeah, she's definitely like Neil. <laughs> Preach. Somehow we make it work. We do. They made it work. Yeah. All right, back to the movie. So, without uh, stop crapping on Logan, but uh, <laughs> I'm not crapping on you. I talk shit about myself too. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess I'll get into. The, I mean, like, you know, there's a lot of things that have been. There, this movie is very well, uh, well noticed, and there's a lot of things with it. Like basically, a lot of people know because it is a very, very popular movie. I mean, this yeah. movie people are going to continue to watch this movie for years and years and years. Well, it's yeah. just it's a classic. Um, but actually going through it, like this was, if you look at his, his, the movies he actually wrote, not screenplays, but movies he actually wrote himself that he made. Um, this was his first adult comedy. What mm. was focused around adults. Yeah. Everything before that was all teenagers. Yeah. And that was his main focus. This was the first time he actually honed in on the adults because if you go back and yes, he wrote the story for National Lampoons and he also wrote the script for Mr. Mom, but like actual movies that he wrote, not mm-hmm. just did the screenplay or so forth. Um, these, these was, these were the first, this was the first movie that he created that was mainly designed for adults. Gotcha. Um, and it's funny because it was actually inspired by a true event. Like, so the premise of the movie, obviously, he's uh, um, Neil is trying to get home for Thanksgiving, and it's just like everything in his power and the world's universe is stopping him from getting home. Um, and then inserts Dale, which is, you know, like he is, he is the knight that's trying to get him home, basically, whatever yeah. you want to say. Um, but the, the the premise of the movie actually came from a real life event when um, John Hughes was young. He actually was a copywriter and he used to work out of New York and lived in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was based off of one day he flew into New York to do a meeting and wanted to get home by Chicago by 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and just everything just kept on like one after one. I genuinely things failed. feel like that's what flying during the holidays is like. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's always chaotic without yeah. fail. So people can relate to it. I yeah. mean, so that's another thing is anything – there's a big thing that they always say, and, and John Hughes has been quoted saying this a lot. He goes, you write what you know. And mm-hmm. a lot of these movies 
that he writes is off of experiences and things that he knows. Yeah. National Lampoon's Vacation was originally written by him based off the story of the kids and him coming up with ideas and funny things about l- l- being in the back seat of those long trips when he was young. Yeah. That that's he was writing what he knew. Same thing with a lot of like the 16 candles and stuff like mm-hmm. that. He knew how to talk to the young audience because he was writing what he knew and what yeah. his personal experience were. And this movie is nothing short of that. Mm-hmm. Um the movie, as a lot of people, and it's gotten really popular since the 4K release, but the movie was was uh, actually had a very much different ending, and it wasn't testing well. So uh, the uh, um, John Hughes's editor, uh, Paul Hirsch, he actually recut the movie and the ending to make the ending uh, basically. He cut things out, but still allowed the movie of the flow to not feel like those anything was removed. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, it completely changed the ending. And that's what the ending that we got, which was gotcha. the ending that John Hughes wanted. Because yeah. a lot of people, you know, there's all like there's a there's the director's cut, and usually the director cut means the the cut that the director wanted and stuff was cut out that the director did not want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes you get the releases where it has all that extra uh, goodies in it. Um, this movie. There was over four hours shot for this movie because mm-hmm. John Hughes was really big on letting the camera run. And um, John Candy is such an improv mastermind. He just knew funny things would happen. Yeah. So what he got to do, and he said he would let the camera run. And this was a practice he always would do. And he's like, let John go. He's like, all yeah. right, just, just go. Go off the script. Go off the cuff. What you come up with. Um and so a lot of the stuff I looked up a lot. There were 75 extra minutes that you can actually find uh, on the 4K. I don't have the 4K yet, but I was able to look up the videos and stuff like that. And I will say nothing but that I thought was funny was um, was was taken out of the movie. Yeah. Everything that was in the movie, I think that's, that's perfect how the movie should have been. There was a scene where, okay, so you know when the, the robber comes in yeah. and steals their stuff? Well- yeah. There was a scene before that. There's a reason why he steals all their stuff because uh, Neil only gives him a dollar tip because he's the pizza delivery boy. Uh, he says, you got pizza delivered and you went in my wallet, but we never saw that happen. That actually was filmed. They just gotcha. took it out of the movie because they didn't feel like it, was, yeah. it wasn't it was needed. Um, but due to um, Paul Hirsch's editing, it didn't really matter. You just thought some guy was breaking in because it was a shitty hotel yeah. and stealing their shit. Um, so that was really well done. Um and like I said, like there's only one scene I thought that was pretty cool. Like if you watch it on, if it plays on TV, it's a scene that they put on the TV, mm-hmm. made for TV version. And it's where um, uh, Neil is eating his dinner on the plane and someone puts their hair in his food. That's fine. It's, it's, it's pretty disgusting. He's disgusted. But then, <laughs> but then Dale takes his food and eats it anyway. He's like, oh, whatever. But um, it's, you know, that's, that part was kind of funny. And it's kind of weird that in my DVD uh, and then also in the VHS, it's not on there. But if, mm-hmm. if you watch the made for TV version, it is in there. Hmm. Um, another funny thing is, so Elton John was actually going to make a theme song mm-hmm. for the movie because John Hughes. So uh, you had Holiday Road, yeah, and uh, Don't You Forget About Me from the Breakfast Club. Holiday Road is from uh, National Crimes Vacation. Um, uh, Lindsey Buckingham. So I mean, he, they were wanting to have another one, so they got Elton John, but. The problem was Paramount wanted to own the rights to the song, mm-hmm. and that's out of Elton John's contract. He always owns the rights to yeah. his songs or something like that in his contract. Right when he, so. so he they the day two days or so before for, uh, actually recording it, he just pulled out. Mm-hmm. So what they that's that when sucks. that's when they used um, Paul Young's "Every Time You Go Away." Yeah, they use his song as kind of like the un- theme song, quote unquote theme song or yeah. whatever. Um, which is barely like you. It's just you hear it at the end. You hear little chimes throughout the yeah. movie, um, but that's literally like it's not as much as like don't you? Yeah, for, you know what I mean. Forget about me. Um, uh, Tom Hanks and John Travolta almost were the leading roles in this movie. Mm. Um, I am very glad that was not the path that was taken. Um, I just don't think John, Tom Hanks is funny. I and don't go wrong. If anyone who knows me, I love John Travolta. I think he's freaking phenomenal, but not in a movie like this. This is, this mm. is, it's he, I don't know who would be Dale. Would, what, what I mean, like, that's the thing is like, what you're going to make John Travolta Dale or Tom Hanks is pretty goofy, but also he can play 
you know, um, pretty serious, pretty serious. So it's like, yeah, I just don't see that working. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like if uh, John Travolta would have been Dell, it would have changed the dynamic from like a goofy individual to a more like cocky, conceited individual in that route. Because I feel like John Travolta would do a good job at taking that. Hmm. that characteristic on rather than the goofy You know, one. I would like that, but in a different movie. But yeah. I, I actually, I didn't think about that. That's actually- With Tom Hanks being like the more solid type, like baseline character. Oh, I like That's that. That's probably what they would have gone for. You should write a movie. Well, it's probably what they were going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I just, that, you, I don't know, that actually they sounds would good. Never, yeah, they never would make John Travolta goofy. He just yeah. couldn't be well, goofy. He was, he was and goofy and look who's talking. Yeah. You know, and that kind of like almost but ruined his career. But I feel like they would have taken him, like I said, for the more like cocky type individual yeah. with Tom Hanks being the baseline similar to Neil. Yeah. Kind of the irritated but level-headed because Tom Hanks can usually pull off that character with Travolta being, you know, cocky rather than this like silly teddy bear type guy. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, it Very was marked. that. Huh? That's Trademark? It. Yeah. <laughs> TM. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then- It'll be my long to-do list that I never get done. <laughs> but it's mine. Um, but uh, uh, so, yeah. So, well, actually coming back to that. So, when they actually um, got Steve Martin, which yeah. I love Steve Martin. I mean, he's he's hilarious and I don't care. I'll fight anybody who says it. And I know people don't like this you movie. You fight shit. I wouldn't fight nobody. But I will still say, I love The Jerk I and say, I don't I'd care. Square up faster the Jerk is would. hilarious. Um, a lot of people watch it. They're like, I don't get it. It's not funny. I'm like, why do you not think? I don't know. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so back to that. So yes, um, uh, Howard, uh, uh, Howard Dutch was actually going to direct the film. And he's the one who did uh, Pretty in Pink and um, uh, Some Kind of Wonderful. So John Hughes wrote those movies. He directed them, um, and he was going to direct this one. Um, but once they got Steve Martin, that's when Hughes was like, "You know what? I I want to direct this one," which he was fine with because then the next year, um, he directs uh, the Great Outdoors, mm. which is a phenomenal movie as well. Uh, John Candy classic as as well, um, and he directed that one, which John Hughes wrote. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of cool. Like you know, they still got to work together again. Yeah. Um, but this was like one like when they landed Steve Martin, and Steve Martin was a pretty big deal at that point, you know. Yeah. Um, and this is this is probably I will say hands down Steve Martin's best film. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love The Jerk, uh, but this movie is, in one in doubt, his best film in my mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, and then another cool thing is, but and I'll wrap it up. But like, I you know I like the music in the movies and stuff like that. And this movie. It, even though it's very subtle, but this is that classic John Hughes synth with like that eighties, like crisp, you know, just the the jingles and it. The score here is amazing, and you know that we that was uh, Ira Newborn um, worked on uh, Uncle Buck. He worked on uh, Fairless Bueller's Day Off, Weird Science, 16 Candles. He just knows how to add and compose a film, and he did mm. a great job with this one. Um, it just sounds, I don't know, it sounds great. Even though the little funny little new ambiances with the um, um, that one little song they played throughout the movie, you're, you're messing with the wrong guy. Yeah. You know what I'm Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, a little beatboxing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just just this this there's this movie is just a solid circle of awesomeness. Yeah. Um I mean, but yeah, I mean, that's really all I got. I mean, there's not a lot of crazy things to really think about this movie. It's it's pretty much straightforward, just you know, uh yeah. great. You can read the box now. All right. Off to the summary. Um what do we used to call it? The Becca breakdown? Yeah, we call it. We used to call it the Becca breakdown. You want to coin it with a jingle? Please don't. Um, planes, trains, and automobiles. Neil Page is an advertising executive who just wants to fly home to Chicago to spend Thanksgiving with his family, but all Neil Page gets is misery. Misery named Del Griffith, a loud mouth but never less lovable salesman who leads Neil on a cross-country wild goose chase that keeps Neil from tasting his turkey. Steve Martin, 
playing Neil and John Candy as Dell, are absolutely wonderful as two guys with a knack for making the worst of a bad situation. If it's painful, funny, or just plain crazy, it happens to Neil and Dell in planes, trains, and automobiles. Every traveler's nightmare in a comedy come true. Ta-da. <laughs> I feel like I always need to say something after I read the back of the VHSs or I else it's like just Vanna awkward White. silence. Like, huh? like Vanna White from uh, Will of Fortune. Oh, yeah, no. Um, so, yeah, so the movie kicks off um, as the background uh, or the synopsis said. Neil is doing a sales pitch the day or two before Thanksgiving in New York. However, he's not from New York. He's there for work. And he the sales pitch closes out without a resolution or a choice of what advertising they're going to use. And um, now he is trying to catch a cab back home. However, while he is bidding on that cab, someone no other than Dell well, gets the cab. Yeah, so we get a lot of funny things leading up to this. You get the the opening scene of them in the meeting where nobody's talking whatsoever, and he's got his Dell uh, uh, Neil's boss is just looking over the you know advertisements or whatever. Yeah, and it's funny because. If you stay around for after the credits, it goes back to the guy oh. still looking at the advertisements, mm. and he still hasn't decided. So that's kind of, that's really funny if you even make it through the credits. Um, but yeah, so like we get first off, he's getting his way to a cab, and he finds one yeah. that's open. But then across the street is Kevin Bacon, yeah. which some people say it's technically his uh, his character. Um, oh shoot. The, oh, it's his character in About a Babe. No, not About a Boy, but uh, Nine Weeks. I don't know. So I can't remember what the movie is called. Uh, I'll put it here in the in the uh, the, the show. But um, they are making a run for it, and then they're like, and basically Neil gets Neil gets it. Yeah. And then what's he do? He trips over a giant crate in the floor on the on the side of New yeah. York's busy New York City. A road and that prevents him from getting the cab which we find out later was nothing but Dell's stuff <laughs> while <laughs> Dell was trying to catch a cab and so then he goes to find another cab and he's going to pay it yeah. he's going to buy you know pay it off for an attorney and he's overselling it being a dick and that's when you know while they're arguing Dell shows yeah, up yeah the cab gets- driver gets irritated and throws <laughs> Dell's stuff in Dell gets in the cab and the cab takes off just as Neil gave the attorney seventy five dollars to let him take his. Cab. Oh my god, that's even a, no offense, but that's even a lot of money now. Think about how much it was nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've like pretty desperately rushed to the airport in hopes to make it in time, but I don't know if I'd pay someone seventy five dollars. But at the same time, it's like seventy five dollars or miss my pl- flight and pay like a couple hundred dollars yeah. to catch the flight. And it sucks because, as you know, once we get okay, so uh, fast forward a little bit, Dale. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Neil gets to the airport and lo and hold, his lane's been delayed. So it didn't even freaking matter. Yeah. There's nothing. And then it gets canceled. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing worse than that. Like, so uh, uh, me and Becca were going to take a trip to uh, New York and we got halfway to the train station and Becca forgot her ID at home. And it says on the. Well, Amtrak, I didn't forget my ID. So you did. I, I had to deal with the pains of changing my last name even though I loved my maiden name. Um, And so I bought the train ticket in my married last name, and I had my old ID with me, and the ticket explicitly says, government-issued ID required to match last name on tickets. So I'm like, I don't want to get there and then reject me and not let me on this train. I'd rather risk it and rush and go home and get my right ID. Uh, we missed the train. We missed the train and then had to buy a whole new tickets. And then we got on the train and they, and they give, never checked the they ID. They give two shits about IDs. Well, I'm a rule <laughs> follower. I just <laughs> am not prepared. So those two things don't mesh well all the time. So yeah, a couple hundred buckaroonies later, we did get on a train to New York. Yes. We, we made it. We were just like- Unidentified. Like, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> 
As long as but, you had a ticket, that's all they care. But cared. let me tell you something. Had we not gone and got that ID, <laughs> we would have got on that train and that that conductor would have asked for my ID and I would have been like, I have one, but it doesn't match the ticket. So I, I'm sure they would have been okay. That's how it. the world works, though. Yeah. No, you don't no, no. have it when you need it. And when you do have it, you don't need it. Yeah. We would have been fucked either way. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, Neil makes it to the airport and he's all pissed off and he goes to sit down. And who in the world does he sit next to but Dale? Yeah. And we get the cool little funny flashback scene where he's looking at him. He's like, I know that guy. And then it does the really quick, like, it looks like it's Dale sitting in front of him. But then all of a sudden, like, a cab door is sitting in front of him. Yeah. It's these little things that John Hughes puts in his movies. It's they're they're perfect. Like these yeah. little like just it it reminds you you're watching a movie. But the just the little I don't like I can't put put it into words. It's just it's perfect. Yeah. It's like I I wouldn't even you these know I wish I would have thought about that. You know yeah. or like whatever you know these little funny little things. But um but yeah who it is is it's it's Dale and he's like I, and then Dale's like look at him he's like notice he's staring at him he's like. He's like, you know what? I think I know you. I'm sorry. I'm usually really good with names, but I can't remember yours. Yeah. Where did I know you from? He goes like, you stole my cab. And he's like, stole? I've never stole anything a day in my life. And he's like. And then he slowly he's like, well, wait a second. It was pretty easy to get a cab. That, <laughs> during rush hour. Yeah, during rush hour. <laughs> and then he starts to feel bad. And Dell's just still not happy, or not Dell. Neil's still just like not. Yeah, happy. and he's trying to like. He's like, well, let me, let me, let me make, let me take make up for it. He's like, yeah. let me buy you lunch. Let me buy that. She's like, I'm really picky with it. How about a hot dog? And he just keeps on going yeah. and going and going. Which I feel like that's something like I can't just let lie. I just kind of pester people a little bit. Yep. I'm gonna edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that means that they are stuck on this plane together. Eventually. Dell doesn't shut up, but he falls asleep, which results in him shutting up. Well, it's and also funny because he's – that's another thing. It sucks because it's like the universe is bringing them together. It's the opposites attract yeah. type Yeah, Neil's theory. not even supposed to be in coach. He yeah. has a first-class ticket, but obviously – it, 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 This is a whole series of unfortunate events. I will say, yes, Neil has – Usually has a shitty attitude, but I will say a lot of people like just kind of like they're giving it right back to him. Yeah, and like like that yeah, like serious that doesn't want like, to freaking I've had, talk. I've had enough with you, and yeah. The, but he, his concerns are at one hundred percent. Yeah, he paid for a first class ticket. Get my ass to first class. That yeah, shit ain't cheap. Yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, so it makes it you know. So they end up sitting next to each other, which is hilarious, and it's also um, the guy. There's the old man sitting next to him, yeah. which. I don't know if this is true, but they there is the Hughes verse, and that is a real thing. Oh my God, why is everything of a universe? I'm just saying, but it is true. I think you know, what I read, it could be wrong, me. but what I read was the old man is supposed to be the same character from Home Alone. That because that is the same old man from Home Alone. That she's yeah she tries. I'll give you that you know uh, Tiffany's yeah. bracelet and some earrings whatever. He's she's got tons of pretty little things at home. We don't need it. We gotta go our trains our planes. Yeah. Later. But um, um, but I think that's supposed to be. I think that is literally supposed to be the same guy. But why does everything have a universe? I don't know. Sometimes it makes things cool. People always say cool. like the world doesn't revolve around you. I guess unless you're a director, writer, or a famous actor, and then you just have your own universe. If you're building stuff, yeah. I mean, why why not? If I could do it, I could. I would do it. Like I you mean, got the Kevin Smith universe. I've built my whole personality. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I don't have a universe <laughs> named after me. <laughs> So, you know, mm, I beg to differ. Anyways, so the plane lands, but not where it's supposed to, or it's a connecting flight. Is it supposed no, to no, land no. in Wichita? No, it's not. It's actually it was supposed to go straight to New York. I mean, sorry, to Chicago, but they couldn't land in Chicago. So they had to fly to where they could, where yeah, it was safe weather, to land. Yeah. And it was Wichita. So again, when it rains, it pours. So they're in this crazy chaotic airport and everybody's trying to book hotels or figure out rentals hotels just some alternative because that plane's not going back up um and dell is so kind to book a room for him and neil it's all yeah. these things where dell just shows that he's just such a good person and neil is although neil is annoyed by him he's using that to his advantage to try to get home 
Yeah, no, I don't really think it's that. It's like he doesn't really want to do it, but it seems like it's the it's the only choice to do. Yeah, because he like, wants to get home because that's yeah. It's not like him. that. He's like he's taking like okay, you're being nice. I'll take you on your offer. It's like well, I don't really have any other choice, and yeah. it's there, and I got to get home, so I'll do it. Yeah. Um, which I'm not gonna lie, like there's one point in time where I needed to get somewhere, and I landed at a hotel. And you landed at a hotel, right at the hotel. <laughs> I got to a hotel after landing, uh, and I was trying to get somewhere, and uh. I was having a hard time because it was uh, it was the first time I traveled to Maryland, and I was having a hard time figuring out how to get to another location. I didn't know how taxis work and all that crap because it was a small town, Tennessee. And this old man, right, Hannah Montana, this old man, <laughs> this old man overheard my conversation. He's like, he he just goes, he he like he nudged me because we were in the I was in the computer room uh, and calling my parents and trying to figure things out. And he was like, he's like, where do you got to go? I'm like, well, I got to go to this place. He's like. All right, call me at 8.30 in the morning, and I'll take you. And I was like, you're a complete stranger. And I was like, okay. You're dumb. I'm very dumb. Yeah. I'm very dumb. Do not do that, kids or adults. Um, that was not smart. Yeah, but do or die. I'll figure was, out my own damn He was way. actually very sweet, though. He, like, he actually yeah, did. that's how people die. Yeah, it is true. You're lucky that you – did you go with him at 8 o'clock in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my I God. I got in his van. In his van. Yeah. He was a photographer. Oh. <laughs> That's what they all say. He did have a bunch of duffel bags in the back. Yeah. Uh, was, uh, it was a little weird out. You're lucky that you're six foot three and he just <laughs> probably didn't want to take his chances. <laughs> he probably realized that you're stupid. Yeah, he was pretty short. You're too. big. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was pretty short too. But yeah, it was, it was a very, uh, I told my mom I did that and she's like, why in the world would you do Especially that? Especially in this area. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. I don't know. And, yeah. Okay, we can get back to that. Instead of my poor yeah. life decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Always figure shit out yourself. Never, ever involve a stranger. Um, but yeah, so we get to the hotel, and um, it's <laughs> not the, this old man. It's not. <laughs> the, it's not the nicest hotel. What's I, I, yeah, it is hotel. It is hotel. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the nicest hotel. And but it's better than the next one. It's better than nothing. And, um, you know, it's it's cool. We Through the movie, we meet all these people that Dale has a connection with. And everybody, all these people we meet that Dale knows, they love Dale. Yeah. It just seems to be Steve Martin seems to be the only person who's not a fan of Dale. But everyone loves Dale in this yeah. movie. And it's just like something about it. He's like, I just don't like the person you are. Yeah. I don't, and it's like, kind of, he's like, it's almost like he's like, I don't understand what people like about you because I find you extremely annoying. Um, but it's sweet because I like – you like Dale. You yeah. know what I mean? And there were some scenes, like I said about the movie, there's, there's some certain, certain scenes as they go on too long and it makes you start to feel sorry for Dale and you stop liking him as much because you feel like he's more of a putz. Yeah. And then actually like you have less sympathy for him. Uh, so that actually – some of those scenes that I watched, like, yeah, they trimmed it out and it made – Definitely, like I said, it makes the movie better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. But yeah, so uh, they, so Dell ultimately drives Neil crazy and he kind of like blows up on Dell and, you know, says some really mean things to him. Oh, yeah. Um, destroys him. And Dell just like kind of sh- just takes it and he's kind of like, well, you can say whatever you want about me, but I know that I'm a good person and what you see is what you get. He's like, and I like me. My wife likes me. Yeah. And he's like, and there's a lot of people out there that like me. So if that's how you feel, then that's how you feel. Yeah. He under- he says like, you know, I'm, I'm a big target. Go ahead. Take, take yeah. punches at me. And this is the scene that I was telling you about. He goes on a little bit and starts to, what's what's the, what do you say when you talk down and deprecate yourself? What's, what's what am I? Um, where he's just putting himself down. Yeah, he, then he starts yeah. to just put himself down. Oh, yeah. And it, like, says, like, things like, um, you know. He starts to degrade himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's what the, that's what they took out. Yeah, that's which, good. Which is very good. Yeah, I'm glad they did it, do that. Yeah, what he said was perfect. Um, so anyway, so they both go to bed. They wake up. And mind you, this whole time, time, Dale has just done super. Like, I get the things that Neil is annoyed with. He's... He's ruined all the towels, what's called, and he's he spilled beer all over his side of the bed. Yeah. Uh, and you understand why he blows up because a lot of things lead to it. It's like, you know, I can get where he's coming from. Yeah. But it's, unfortunately, there's just- But he took it a little too far. He, yes. like He he really exploded. Um, and he but- actually, in the extended scene, he actually says he's sorry. For some reason, they didn't believe that in the movie. But he, when he gets in the bed after they blow yeah. up and he gets back in the bed, he does go, he goes, Dale, I'm, I'm sorry for all the things I said. And then Dale says, well, I'm sorry, too. They, yeah. They, for some reason, they didn't leave that in. Whatever. Um. Anyways, so they wake up, snuggled up to each other, 
like all up in each other's personal space. Um, Del actually like kisses Neil on accident. He's like, why are you kissing me? And then he's like, why are you holding my hand? So they get all the heebie-jeebies. Where's your other hand, daddy? He's like, stuff between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. And then uh, Neil goes to the bathroom to realize that Del's dirty socks are floating in the sink. And then he goes to dry his face, but then he grabs Del's underwear. It's just like he wakes up and is reiterated that he's with a guy that just annoys the shit out of him. Um, It was not a dream. It was all real. <laughs> yeah. So um, they also then realized that they had been robbed. So well, they the cash- find that out when they get to the they get to the restaurant and they're talking yeah. and they're trying to figure out coming up with the idea of what to do. And Dale has all these connections and he's like, "Don't worry, I've got us a ride. Uh, we're going to get to the bus station. Uh, no, we're going to get to the train station. We're going to take a train." Yeah. Um, and he's like, "I don't care." You know, I don't care what has happened, you know, as long as you can get me on that train and you can get me to Chicago. And he's like, don't worry about it. And then they go to pay and he, you know, he knows his money's missing. Yeah. And then they have a nice little, you know, banter. He's like, you know, once again, he calls him a thief. He's like, and he says the same thing again. He goes, I've never stole a thing a day in my life. And he's yeah. like, so I don't know what you're doing. He just like pulls out his wallet. Count it, count it. There's 200 something dollars in there. Yeah. And he's like, if it's a, if it's a dollar short or whatever, then, or a dollar more, you can. Call me a can, thief. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so, although Dell agreed to this ride at the train station, they he obviously didn't. Or no, although Neil agreed to this ride at the train station, they did not know the type of people that, or the type of ride they were going to have to it. Yes, so, it's, it's Dale's friend Gus's son who's picking him up in an old square body beat up truck. Yeah, and then he <laughs> yells at his wife to help him with the baggage. Yeah, and they try to convince her not to because it's very heavy. And and the act by being the actor completely, I, his his name uh, escapes me, um, but he's um, Professor Connors from the, um, he's Doctor Connors from the uh, Spider Man Sammy verse, uh, but um, another universe. <laughs> Imagine but, that. But uh, he um, he created that character for this. Like his, he was supposed to have one line. One line only, and he cre- completely created this one little character, so he had more. Sc- he got more screen time. Yeah, and it's funny because he's like all the quirks that he does, which I think, like to be honest, like it makes sense. I'm assuming he's got Tourette's because I mean, like you know, like not you know, not every Tourette's is where you cuss. Well, you know yeah, I mean? like I mean, like there's some I mean, that there's you just have ticks, yeah. and that seems like that little. <clears throat> yeah, that seems like that's his like tick or whatever, uh, and he has like a little bit of a stutter, mm, which. <laughs> with sometimes people with threats stutter a little bit too. Yeah. Um, but this character he's playing is hilarious. Yeah. So he yells at his wife to get the luggage and then he's like, she's tough. It's just, it's just some back and forth. She's banter. skinny. She might be short and skinny, but she's strong. Yeah. Her first baby came out sideways. Yeah. And <laughs> then they sit in the back of the truck and it's freezing cold. And then there's also a little dog back there. Oh yeah. That's That funny. tries to bite him. He wants, he's go, he, he's reaching for the gloves and they're in his in hay, and they have no idea a dog's even back there. And when yeah. he goes to grab them, nips them in the nip, hand. And it's funny because this is another call back to the beginning of the movie after they leave the meeting. He's, oh, shoot, I forgot my gloves. Yeah. Whatever. I'll, I'll just get them later. Yeah. Um, so they get to the train station, and do you think it's over? Dell and Neil split ways because they're going to get on different sections of the train. Yeah, they didn't have the two, tickets that they got. So they didn't they have tickets have together. Yeah. together. Um, and Dell, being super kind, offers to sit in the the cafe part of the train together so they can stay together. And Neil's just like, no, I'm just going to stay in my seat. You know, I'm sorry. This, you know, our journey comes to an end here uh, until the train breaks down. And now they are left in the middle of nowhere. The in the middle of Missouri. Yeah, in the middle of Missouri. They have to walk. I think it's they, I could swear the guy says like three, four miles. I think they had to walk to the the, the yeah. actual bus station. And unfortunately, as you can tell, so you see Dale carrying his giant luggage all by himself. Yeah. And then he, Neil feels bad. And he's like, all right, no one else is going to help him. So he walks up there and grabs. It. So they end up 
walking yeah, together. Yeah, carrying it together. Um, and they get to the bus station, essentially. And this is where you get another old man scene. <laughs> so this scene is funny. If you, like, it's... Once again, these these movies have little bits of like little pieces of candy and their little sweet treats throughout them that uh, I don't know what they I don't know whose idea it was, but whoever came up with it is a genius. But the old man sitting next to him, if you notice he's got a box with a hole in it and there's just two mice walking all over his leg. <laughs> I, I don't know why I find this so funny. I don't know. But it's hilarious because it, it's not explained. It's just there. Yeah. And that's another thing is whoever is the casting person who's in control of like Hughes's movies and stuff like that. They do the best job of getting extras because these extras look like real people. They don't look like actor extras. Yeah. They look like really like, hey, like they're just random people off the side of the road. Yeah. Like, hey, do you want to be in a movie? And they're like, yeah, it's it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. So uh, Della and Neil obviously are back together again, and they're going to get on a bus, and that bus is going to take them to St. Louis. Yes, and then once they get, uh, so they're going to get go to St. Louis, and uh, they get to the bus station in St. Louis. Um, we get another funny little scene where, as you can tell, like once again, people love Dale. Like, there's the funny, you know, singing a song, and Neil tries to like come get up into with, it, get yeah. into it and he comes up with a song that no one knows the lyrics to and Dale is just like alright I'll come in and say this and he starts singing the Flintstones theme song which yeah. everyone on the bus knows uh, it's just one of those things like everyone loves Dale I mean he's he, it's unfortunate it just seems like maybe there's nothing wrong with Dale it's just something's wrong yeah. with Neil you know yeah. what I mean um, but yeah so they make it to their bus stop and they, they're hurting for cash so Dale Turns up to be a great salesman and starts selling random people shower curtain rings yeah. as earrings because that's what he does for a living. He sells he shower curtain rings. And it's so funny. He's like, I know this guy. I sold him a bunch of shower curtain rings. I know this guy because I, I covered his hotel with the new shower curtain rings and stuff like that. And it's just, I don't know. It's It builds this character of Dale and it like it really does just keep on like adding stuff on to the lovability of him yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but this is, you know, so- and at the up- same time at this bus station, uh, Neil tries to call home and he realizes that he misses his daughter's Thanksgiving, which he's pretty eaten up about, or Thanksgiving show. Uh, like, it's like a show or pageant or yeah. something like that. Uh, which he's pretty eaten up about because he's missed it several years now and he just feels like he's missing out on these precious moments. Yeah, and it's funny because this is when... It's funny because like Dell is a sweetheart, but he puts his foot in his mouth a lot. Yeah. And he sat there and he's and he goes, he's like, oh, those precious moments. He's like, they don't come back again. <laughs> he's yeah. like, that's the last thing that Neil wants to hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then that's just when we start to get a little bit of things where he's like, I need a uh, uh, Neil says, you know, I need to stop traveling so much. I need to be home more often. And then you hear Dell go. Well, I haven't been home in years. And he's like, you haven't been home in years? And he's like, oh, figurator- you know, figuratively, you know, I'm just, I'm always traveling. And there's little things, once you find out the ending. Yeah, that he keeps hinting to that you're yeah. like, huh, what does he mean by that? Um, so Neil also tells Dell that he just kind of wants to travel solo. Um, Which he, obviously he's, hurts he's Dell's gonna, feelings. Yeah, he, he's upset. He's going to break off. Um and, and he just kind of wants to travel by himself the rest of the way. And he appreciates Dell's help, and he's just ready to be on his own now. Yeah, and, it's, and it, it does, like I said, it hurts Dell's feelings, and you can see, and it can obviously makes it, you know, relevant. And it just, you, you see the gears turning where he thinks he's going to say something kind about how they work really well together, and he just says the exact opposite. Yeah. And, you know, it's... It, it is, it, you do start to, once again, you start to feel bad for uh, Dale a little bit because, um, you know, obviously, you know, things happen and, you know, this is just kind of like another one of those, you know, embarrassing moments. Yeah. Um, and so uh, they're going to, you know, break off and, uh, and Neil's going to get him a car. Yeah, car. he's going to get a rental car and we get the famous rental car scene where he gets dropped off miles away from the uh, the rental car place to find out that he's been rented a car that doesn't have, doesn't exist. Yeah. So then there. he goes to the rental car parlor, the front desk, and he flips out on the sales clerk lady, and she's all happy because it's Thanksgiving. She's talked to her family on the phone, um, and she gets to deal with a very unpleasant Neil, and she just takes it. And then ultimately, after he flips out, she's kind of like, "Well, just let you know, you're fucked." Yeah, I think he says. 
fuck sixteen or seventeen times. Yeah, I, it could be more than that. To be and honest. she just like she seems like she's just gonna take it or whatever. And she just very kindly is just like, "Where's your rental agreement?" He's like, "I threw it away." Yeah, and he's like, "Well, well, what?" Well, I guess you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, it was a perfect comeback, and Neil just is just like. What am I going to do? Yeah, so he's pissed off. He goes outside and finds a cab driver. And he he basically is like, hey, buddy. He's like, uh, I need a ride. He's like, all right, where are you going? He goes, Chicago. And he's like, Chicago? Uh, he's like, he's like, why don't you fly? He's like, if I wanted to hear a joke, I'd watch you go in the bathroom. Use the, uh, yeah, use piss. the, use the yeah. bath, Take a piss. And he's like, listen here, buddy. And it's just, you can tell, like, obviously, Dale... I mean, Neil has had he's had a rough time. Yeah, but he's yes, had it with everybody. But now he's just being an obscene. He's jerk. just being a fucking asshole. Yeah. yeah. So then he uh, gets knocked out by the cab the cab driver, and who else comes to save the day and vouch for him <laughs> besides Dell? So he wakes up from being knocked out, and Dell's right there in his face. Miley almost runs him over. Yeah, but Dell was able to get a rental car, and he's willing to help Neil out. Yeah, it seems like everything's working for Dale in this universe, and everything's working against Neil in this universe. Yeah. <laughs> Which don't you hate it when, like in life, you're like, like you just feel like everything's you've everything's like uh, preventing you from doing something or things. You feel like you just keep on getting the shitty hand of the stick while you look over at others, and you're like, well, that uh, why is all those well, good I've things just, are happening? I've learned to like not to sound crunchy or whatever but i've learned that like times will always change yeah the and, pendulum like, my, swings both ways yes yeah and why other people are succeeding while it feels like i'm falling short i just always trust that like my time will come yeah yeah yeah, yeah. my no, time I agree. will come when it's supposed to come i think point that's blank. being cynical i think that's what that is right being cynical where you're hating the success of others yeah yeah but i've just learned to just like you said, the pendulum swings both ways. Yeah, yeah. Everyone has their time. That's the way I try to look at things. And what goes around comes around. Yeah, that's the way I was trying. Like, you know, like, you know, it's it goes both ways. So eventually my time. Because if you go down the rabbit hole of just like being like, well, why do they get this? Why do they get that? Oh, it, you're makes, just, it, make, it makes you miserable. It, it makes you miserable and you're taking away from the good things. There will always be good things to look at. It's your choice to look at them or not. But um, uh, Neil's very fixated on the not good things. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, and so Dell lets Neil ride with him in the rental car, which is very because we get the funny scene of like he's like, uh, uh, Neil, uh Dale is yelling at the cab driver, like, What are you doing? There's a poor man, instant man on the floor, you know, he, he, what's going on? Yeah, he, he's like, Can you stop being an uncynical asshole or whatever? And he's like, But I want you to apologize. He's like, I'm not gonna apologize. He's like, Well, I want you to help him up and get him in my car. He's like, You know, you know yeah, whatever, so, what, certainly. And then he pulls his glove up and grabs him right by the crotch. Yeah. I didn't like that scene. That just was a little stupid. Yeah. Um, but so then they are on the road again and they are in Dell's rental car and Neil tries to get comfy in the passenger seat to then realize that Dell broke it, broke yeah. the motor in it. And that seems like such a so kid thing all to do. The, yeah, all the way down or all the way up. And then on top of it, Neil finally goes to sleep and Dell's just driving, enjoying himself. Um, and he goes to throw a cigarette out the window, but it goes into the back window, making the car very hot because there's a lit cigarette in the back seat. And he goes to take his jacket off because he's hot and it gets stuck on both levers. Yeah. It gets stuck on the inside of the car seat and the outside of the car seat. So then he's stuck driving with no hands. Yeah. Which like I learned how to drive with my knees. It's very easy to do. You can do it when you eat and drive or This is completely different though. I feel like you driving. need to have you need to have the use of your hands, the safety of it to be very hard to do. Well yeah. But yeah, this scene is very stressful for me. I don't know. This is like You also get like a major crotch shot. <laughs> Pay attention to that. Yeah. It's like it I I don't know why, but I guess they zoomed down to show that he was like trying to drive with his legs well, or yeah, whatever. Of course, yeah. But it's just a straight up crotch shot. It's um, a little much. But yeah, so after the famous jacket scene, he ends up turning the car around. And before he gets, you know, uh, I believe he's driving ahead, 
he's driving down a one way. He's, he's driving into upcoming traffic. traffic or whatever, something like that. And then he turns the car around and finally rips his jacket to get his arms back in. And then he gets off the highway, but gets on the wrong side of the highway. Yeah. And starts driving the opposite and they get direction. And side by two 18 wheelers. He's like in the middle. Yeah. That's because you got people yelling at him on the yeah, side of the road. Yeah. And they're like, they You're think that they're the- drunk. Yeah. yeah. He's like, he's drunk. How does he know where we're going? He's like, yeah. How do they know where we're going? And they're like, you're going to kill somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and so then they get that almost car wreck. And in that almost car wreck, all of uh, Dell's luggage falls off the back. But also we get these really cool flash scenes, very similar to like what we got in Home Alone, mm-hmm. where what's like, you know, the scared skeleton scene where you just they just turn into yeah. – uh, uh, Neil turns into a skeleton, but then Dale turns into the devil. <laughs> yeah, because that's what Neil pretty much sees him as. <laughs> yeah. And so they pull over to get the rest of the luggage and collect themselves, and they are sitting on – uh, Dell's case, his suitcase, his box, and um, the car just catches on fire behind him. And they're laughing because they're like, this isn't real. This isn't real. This car's not on fire. And they like, now they're both just like crazy laughing because they're yeah. like, how could this happen? And they're like, and then that's when uh, Neil goes, well, it finally happened to you. Finally happened to you. All this bad thing's been happening to me, but he finally you get some of it. And he's sitting there, he's like, he uh and then he realized like, how'd you even rent the car in the first place? You don't even have a credit card. Yeah. And he was he goes, he goes, Oh, I showed him sold her some uh, shower curtain rings and he they're laughing. He's like, Wait, really? How did you rent this? You don't have a credit card. And he's like, Well, the thing is, is uh I found your credit card in my wallet. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what? He's like, I didn't mean, to, he's like, I didn't steal it. It was just there. I guess you ac- we accidentally swapped cards at the hotel and, you know, it's just winding up in my wallet. He's like, well, why would you use it? He goes, I don't know. I thought you did it there as that's generosity our, and kindness. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, well, I want it back now. That's he's our like, five-year-old explaining something. I don't know. I ended up here. I just <laughs> happened to use it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Good question. <laughs> Yeah. And you're like, but why? I don't know. Just because. <laughs> See, the thing is, uh, well, I saw this thing on YouTube. And, and we're like, like, no. <laughs> Stop changing the subject. Uh, uh, but yeah, so, you know, he's like, well, I want it back. He's like, well, I can't do that. Why? He goes, because I put it back in your wallet when you're sleeping. It's in the glove box in the car. <laughs> That's on fire. Yeah. So. <laughs> Either way, they drive the burnt-up vehicle to a motel, uh, and each of them are supposed to get their own hotel room. Neil is able to bargain for a hotel room based off the goods that he has. However, Dell seventeen dollars and a nice watch. Yeah. However, Dell has three dollars and a Casio watch, which Logan would like for Christmas. Um, <laughs> and so Dell doesn't get a room, and ultimately is going to sleep in the burnt-out car. Outside in the cold. And this is where you get the scene that I said that I liked because Dell's talking to his wife, which then you really start to put two and two together and realize like, oh, maybe something happened to his wife. Yeah, that's another thing is if you go back and watch the movie and you look at it with that mindset, he never calls home. Yeah, but he always has a picture of her set Yeah, he never, you, you never actually see him calling home. He's always working on getting them something, but he, you never see him actually contact his wife. But yeah. While and he, uh, Neil he, has been yeah, trying and to he home. always puts a picture of her up on the nightstand, yeah. and he has conversations with her. But like Logan said, never calls her. Um, ultimately, Dell offers for him to come stay in the room. They have a few shots, eat some chips and snacks, and kind of like bond a little bit. They laugh about everything, like crazy kind of laugh. Um, However, the next day they are trying to leave, but they are stuck in the snow. <laughs> and while trying to get out, they crash the burnt up vehicle into the hotel room, but then drive off to then get later stopped by the police. Yeah. So we end up getting, they basically, they're driving and it's one of those, and it's kind of funny because this is, this definitely is very reminiscing of like, I remember like obviously Tommy boy took some inspiration from this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as like, this reminds me of Tommy boy, obviously this movie King first. I understand that. Um, but it, it, it's funny that we have these two scenes and both of them are great. I really like both of these scenes. Um, and they basically, it's, it's just funny seeing 
uh, Dale talking to the cop and it's just ridiculous. He's just how goofy he looks with his hat on and stuff. And he's trying to like sell the vehicle. Yeah, how, he's like, like agreeing with the cop, but he's like, but me and, but he's also like negotiating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which just doesn't work out. Yeah. So time. then you suddenly see it snaps to a different scene and you see the car being towed in front of the courthouse. Yeah. So they are left to find their way home and they pick a dairy truck. Once again, once again, Dale's Dale. friend. He Dale knows friends, somebody. He knows somebody. <laughs> um, oh, here's a cool so story th- about this part though, before we continue. I want to uh, get it. Um, so that actor, uh, he's a very famous character actor. He's in a lot of stuff. Um, uh, but uh, he was actually his scene got pushed so many his, the filming it mm-hmm. like he was he was called on set but they kept on pushing the scene back multiple days and he but he was on set long enough because he got paid per day regardless yeah. if his scene got shot or not that's how I guess how the acting gills works and stuff yeah. like that because um, you know you know even your scene you get paid while you're waiting and stuff like that. And he, the due to that, due to them pushing his scene like five days back, so he had five days work. He was able to make up enough money, and from this movie, he was actually put a down payment on his house. So that's kind of cool. cool. It's a pretty cool scene. Um. Anyway, she's very enthusiastic. If you for the when I want for the video listen, I mean the audio listener, she's very enthusiastic. No, that. not. Um. Anyways, <laughs> well, the video so, video can tell. <laughs> uh, they get a dairy truck. However, that guy does not want anybody in his cab, and so they are going to ride in the refrigerated back in the middle of winter. <laughs> uh, with the dairy. He's like, I don't care as long as it's got heat. He's like, well, the thing is. is. (laughs) So, and they deal with it because it's going to, and Del, or Neil at this point is like, I don't don't give a shit. Just get me home for Thanksgiving. They make it to the Amtrak station. um, And after they get there, he realizes that Del just kind of like sat down. Del's not leaving to go anywhere. No, no, he leaves. They're going to split off. And he leaves. No, he gets Archie on the train. Okay. And that's when he's sitting on the train and he's thinking about the the events. And then it's, that's when it starts to click in his head that he's like, oh shit, there's something going on here. I'm just now realizing. And the scene, so this is a big thing that um, John Hughes would do. And it was his thing. Like, like I said, he used to leave the camera running and he would create B rolls and these little, uh, and and, uh, these extra scenes that they would shoot, he would actually give those scenes to the actor on VHS. He's like, by the way, here, here's some, here's all your extra scenes that yeah. were used. You can use these for your, um, your portfolio to get jobs and so forth. Yeah. Like, like, you know, and he's like, this is yours. It's because that's you on it. This is yours. Um, that is actually how they got all the extra footage for the 4K. Mm-hmm. Is it was people that were turning. I, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Um, what I was saying, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Um. So either way, he starts to put two and two together. He goes back to speak with Dell, and this is when Dell opens up that his wife has been gone for years now, and I mean years. And Dell has no place to go. So Neil does something unexpected, but fully expected. You should welcome that guy to your Thanksgiving but he's also, dinner after he's he's homeless. Gone through. He has but no yeah. home. He yeah. just That's works and travels. He has nowhere to That's, go. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Neil invites him to go home for Thanksgiving, and Dell takes that offer. So Dell returns home with Neil and meets his family, his daughter, and gets to be a part of a family for the yeah, first time. Yeah, he gets his, time. He sees his parents, Dell's parents, and, his in-laws. father, mother-in-law, and stuff like that. His daughter, his yeah. daughter, his sons. Everybody. Yeah. Um, and he finally gets to be a part of Thanksgiving after being alone for years and years and years. Yeah, it's a great. It's a very ending. happy ending. It's very a great wholesome. Ending. Yeah, it's 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 very sweet. Which at this point you should have already realized that Dell's wife is obviously gone or has passed on just based off the conversation. I would and never have, you know. Maybe that's just as me an saying, adult, maybe because I, you're looking for something. I never realized it until because honestly, I like really don't pay attention to these movies half the time. Uh, now that we do a podcast, I do, but we've watched this movie several times and I didn't know that his wife passed because yeah. I don't no, I mean, care to And also attention. we've watched this movie several times before the podcast. Like That's you know, what I was saying. Yeah. So in all those times I've watched it before the podcast, I still didn't know that Dell's wife was dead. 
because I don't pay attention. Um, <laughs> however, this one I was paying attention intently. And once he was outside the motel and talking to himself or slash like his wife's spirit, that's when I was like, oh shit, she's like, she has to be passed away. Yeah, it's like, very, yeah, it's very, it's, it's it's very hard hitting when you think about it. You're like, oh, I mean, yeah. Shit. If you're just if you have no children, you're married to someone, and they pass on, and you don't have any other family, especially if you're already a little bit older. Yeah, you don't have any. And also, at then that it point. makes me start to think: is like, does Dell even actually even have a real job? Is that is he just making that up and just selling people shower curtain rings that he's buying? I don't know. No. I mean, I, mean, I, that's I reaching. think yeah, I think I'm thinking too much into you it. Are. <laughs> But yeah, it's a very wholesome, very happy ending for the holiday season. Yes. And so, yeah, so we're happy that we could bring this movie to you guys for Thanksgiving. And we're very excited to start to kick off some of our Christmas movies. I have been preparing since probably October for this. And yeah. Yeah, we're going to we're definitely, um, I, you know, like, like I said earlier in the beginning of it, is like we're going to a little bit of, uh, I know Thanksgiving's already came, but, you know, we're still in November. Like I said, a little Thanksgiving leftovers for you because I'm yeah. sure y'all still got some in your fridge. Um, Which, mind you, four to five days and throw that shit away. Don't be weird. Yeah, probably Wednesday. You should probably, if this comes, it's going to come out Wednesday. So you probably should throw that away. Though. That's six days, yeah. <laughs> Throw it away. <laughs> Should have already been gone. Um, but yeah, yeah. So we're, we're getting ready and uh, ramping up for um, the you know the holiday season. But this movie, it's fantastic. I'm so glad and fortunate I get to talk to people about it. Um, my talking people mean people who ever want to listen to it or to watch the show. But uh, I, or you. Hey, Casey from Hack the Movies, you listen to him. Yeah, yeah. So that was, yeah, kudos we, to you. Yeah, I told her about. Um, uh, only the lonely. Yeah. On, and she, that's when she was like, Hey, it's actually really good. I yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, it's a great movie. That's another one I would like to talk about. It's like, I love that movie. John, like I said, John Candy is my all time. He's my guy. I don't know what it is about him. I, I love <laughs> hearing good stories of people doing good and people being good. Yeah. And it's like, like, you know, like it's just, I don't know. Like there's just something about like, I like hearing that, those hopeful, uh, wholesome stories about these people in higher positions that all like even uh, I was wa- uh, wa- uh, watching um, Conan O'Brien's interview I think on Howard Stern and that's one thing that he was talking about like you know he actually spent time with John Candy and he was talking to him and he was like his like a personal assistant for the day when he was doing mm-hmm. Harvard College doing a Harvard College tour and um, he was just saying like he was just nothing but the nicest guy and he was everything you wanted him to be exactly yeah and that's always great when that ends up it is being it is. the case there's for nothing someone you better really admire when you admire someone and what's called and you know uh there are people out there i very 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 much admire um and i you know they they definitely push they they help me do what we do here and stuff like that and like you know there's nothing greater than meeting those people and they're just they just turn out to be just great people. Yeah, there's nothing, absolutely. There's nothing in the world I love more than that. Yeah. yeah. But maybe. But yeah, so thank you guys for joining us. <laughs> Love that sappy shit. <laughs> well, because if I don't stop, you're just going to go on a tangent. Go, I'll stop. Like, I'll stop. Yep. So thank you guys for joining us. I'm sure there will be plenty of more John Candy in your guys' future. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll be doing great If you great continue outdoors. to listen to us, like always, please like and subscribe. Leave a review. Um, if you're feeling like being in the giving spirit. Um, and we can't wait to bring you guys next week's episode. Well, two weeks from now episode when we kick off our Christmas marathon. Yes. Yes. So there was this, this, we, we brought you planes and trains, automobiles. I got another great one in the go. I don't know if that's the next one, but I got another Christmas movie classic. We have some good things in plan. Yes. Coming for you guys. So, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.